Welcome to this talk from Emmaus Road Church in Guildford, UK. Thank you for joining us on the journey, wherever you are in the world. You can find out more about who we are and what we're up to at EmmausRoad.com. There couldn't be a, a better way of introducing Charlie, Charlie Maxey. I, I love this guy dearly. He's the most extraordinarily um, gifted artist. And I think even more gifted than his in art is he's gifted as a friend to many people. And he cares about people deeply. And he's brilliant at living at that intersection between the questions we all ask, the pain we all carry, and the reality of God's love and grace. And so, uh, Charlie, just, just come and join us, Charlie. That's all right. You can bring your dogs onto the stage if they want to come up. Okay, well, Sammy will look after the dogs down there. There's absolutely no hurry. We just want to be absolutely clear about that. Okay, let's welcome Charlie, shall we? Following Pete and Jesus. He has separation anxiety, so I'm going to keep him for a bit. He's the rescue, um, aren't we all? Uh, I, I left sort of almost paradise this morning about four hours ago on the Suffolk coastline, watching the sun come up, thinking, I really wish Pete hadn't asked me couldn't I just have, like, even yesterday, said, I've got the squit, or anything. <laughs> but, uh, and all the way here, if I'm really honest, I, you know, I'm just, didn't want to come. Um, I kept thinking I'm getting further and further away from the perfect day in, in the sea. And, uh, and I, Pete called me, slightly panicked. Uh, I don't know what time that was when I wasn't here. And uh, so when I got here, I was met by Bill, um, and I suddenly realized, um, I don't know if you're churched or not, I, I mean, I've always hated church, really, but church is just friends. When you get that, then everything changes. And Bill met me and uh, listened to my ranting about the journey, and uh, it suddenly hit me why I came. It suddenly hit me why I bothered to leave coastlines and feel awkward at a microphone. It, it, because we're loved. And when that love is shown, I'm not very good at the whole oh, experience of God's love thing. And maybe you all are really super spiritual. I'm actually really not. And I get grumpy a lot. And life is pretty difficult, actually. Um, but the, the loudest experience of God I really have is when someone gives me a hug, or when Bill meets me, or when someone actually goes another inch for me. That to me, is divine. Um, and uh, I was thinking, I don't know if you're whether you come, whether you, you're a, a, a family member of someone who's baptized or you've never been in a cinema, divine cinema <laughs> like this. Um, but I'll, I'm thinking of you because chiefly uh, I would have probably left by now. I would have probably left, I think, 
when Pete said, repent and believe, on the basis that I've always hated the word repent. It makes me think of men with those horrible boards shouting at people, repent, the end is nigh. It makes me think of stern vicars who I know are bad, pretending to be good and telling me to repent. It just reminds me of everything horrific I think about religion. It's a word that I cannot bear. And yet recently I discovered what the real meaning of repent is, which is just change your thinking. And I never really wanted to change my thinking. My, my mind was made up about Christianity. My, my mind was this, I don't want to believe in a Zeus-like angry God. I don't want to be part of something that is morally superior. I don't want to be part of something that is in denial about reality. I don't want any of these things. There's too much suffering, there's too much pain, and I think they're all on another planet. And if you think that, if you're sitting here, you're invited and you think, my gosh, I just quite want to leave, I'll be polite and leave, then I offer you my deepest empathy. But my brain, like I was thinking this morning when I didn't want to come, has different plans to my heart. And the heart has reasons that the mind does not know or understand. The soul and the spirit has a hunger that the mind doesn't understand. So when I argue my way on the, on the A12 and the A14 and the M25 and the A3, thinking, I, why am I bothering on a beautiful day to sit in a sweaty cinema? I'll tell you why. It's because my heart and soul cry out for something that my brain doesn't really understand. And this is it. And so when you're here, and I, you know, if I ask 10 of you to stand up and tell me what you think about God, you'll tell me 10 different things. 10 different people have 10, 10 different takes on their existence, on how hard life is, or the situation they were born into where they're born into poverty, where they're born into wealth. You know, everyone is different, and everyone has a different response to this stuff. Some people will quite enjoy sitting in a cinema and watching some sheep-like person doing a monologue at them. Other people will just want to leave. It doesn't, that's not the issue. If you can get this on a very gentle, basic level that you are profoundly loved, beyond your understanding, that you have been known since the beginning, and all your warts and all your anger and all your frustration and all your desires and all your confusions are known. And within that context, you are held and loved. You will walk, I don't know what her name was, but there was someone who was giving a, a testimony who said that she would walk more with more courage. I like that because Pete very sweetly said, oh, he's a very gifted. I don't think I, gifting's weird. I, I just think we make choices, and if we're given gifts, we either use them or we don't. And if you choose to use them, then they magnify. And, and I think for me that I would never have had the courage to be an artist if I hadn't had Jesus saying, go on then. The, the amount of negativity in the art world is so extreme that you need someone going, oh, that's good. I mean, it'll get better. <laughs> This goes on deep within us. My brain doesn't get it, my heart thirsts for it. And so I'd say, for me, I would never have the courage to stand on here with a strange dog. I would never have the desire to. I don't like religion. If you have some allergic reaction to religion, and by that I mean all things that go with the subculture or various subcultures like singing. If the music annoys you, if sermons annoy you, if the whole idea of this annoys you, it doesn't really matter. It's not really what it's about. We, it's, it's Christianity is, is a response to a man. 
It is not it. He is it. So I didn't want to join a religious organization for years, but I liked him. I really like Jesus. I, I just really like him. Because I know that he really likes us, and he's really committed to us and believes in us, and therefore I'll believe in him, even though I'm a fumbling, scrumbling, confused, often angry person. He, he's there. And that's all there is to it. And I think the, the response is a, a legion. You know, I don't know how many denominations there are in response to this man, but they are, there are tens of thousands of them. This is but one. And I was in New York once and on uh, a churchy thing. <laughs> and a friend of mine asked me if, he would, if I'd uh, play percussion for him because we were on a three-day kind of churchy thing in Manhattan. And I said, okay. He said, could you just go and buy anything that like, makes a sound, like a shaky sound? So I said, and he was a guitarist. I said, okay. So I went off and I came back with, um, I have to put the dog down. Good boy. He's okay. I came back with this. You may have seen me use this before, but I'm big on repeats. It's a, it's a banana, but it's also a shaker. And for three days, on a stage similar to this, in front of a good 3,000 people, off and on for three days, my friend Jamie Hayes played the guitar and sang lovely, lovely, dovey songs to God and then slow off sluggier ones, and I did this, and everyone sang along, and it was really moving and stuff. And then at the end of three days, I was leaving, and this lady, um, she came up to me as I was walking out, and she just said, can I chat to you for a second? I said, sure. She goes, um, I'm just really, I just want to say thank you. And I said, oh, sure. She said, the, the worship was, she's American, really beautiful. I said, we try. And she she said, um, and, I, and then I, for being English, felt a bit awkward, as I usually am, and started to leave. Couldn't really handle the conversation. She said, oh, can I just ask you one other thing, one other thing? I said, sure, what's that? She said, well, why were you on stage? <laughs> <laughs> Shaking a banana. And, and I discovered that the mic, that banana hadn't been miked. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's true. So what this lady had seen and what the 3,000 people had seen was me sort of standing about here on a stage with the banana doing this. <laughs> no sound, just a banana. And all the implications therein. <laughs> Slow ones. Three days. It wasn't like an hour or a service. Three days. And when... when uh, <laughs> and I, I remember trying to, suddenly trying to, well, oh gosh, you didn't hear it? Oh, well, it's like a, sh a sh anyway, sorry. Yeah, it's a shake. I tried to explain, and then she said, oh, good, thanks, and left. And I, I remember thinking for like the next few hours, just how, how a good a metaphor uh, that banana is for how Christianity and the response to this person is viewed. We think it's fine and perfectly normal to stand there shaking a banana with a rice shirt. Most people go, what the hell are they doing? And what are they doing? In the various guises, various forms, whether it's high church, low church, or anything in between. What? what? But if you ask an ordinary person what, if love feels good, they'll say yes. If you ask an ordinary person how it feels to feel forgiven, they'll say it feels good. 
if you ask a person how it feels to be invited to eat with them, they'll say it's good. I like those things. That's Christianity. We're loved, we're forgiven, and we're invited into a meal. Jesus, one of my favorite things, one of my favorite lines in the Bible is said by a Pharisee uh, when they were looking at him, and he said, he sits with sinners and eats with them. And it's my favorite line because it's meant to be an insult, and actually it's a compliment that this person (laughs) literally ate with people who were so sinful, like, whoa, and welcomed them as family. And this was disgracing God. Their God was being disgraced by him sitting with the wrong people. And Jesus replies, he, he, he picks it up and he murmurs. He hears, he, it says they were murmuring. I love that. It's kind of, you know, gossip. Um, it happens a lot in church. And, uh, and uh, he turns and says three, tells three stories, the last one being the prodigal. You've probably heard of the prodigal son. Maybe it's in our culture. It's understood if you ask most people to summarize the prodigal son, they probably say, it's about a boy who makes good. It's about a boy who, who screwed up, but actually kind of pulled his socks up and decided that he would be good again. It's not that. That's the kind of Western church's understanding or explanation. Of it. Basically, it's, it's a story about our condition, which is like me being far away on a beach and not wanting to be part of things. But worse, it's like... Uh, I, I find myself in this story a lot, me just putting two fingers up at anything to do with the divine, because I want my own life, I want my way, and my brain knows enough, even though I thirst, I will, I will, I will walk away. This is my condition, this endemic, it's normal. And yet Jesus describes a father who is full of love and waits and waits and waits and waits, and when he sees him from a long way off, runs to him and embraces him, before this son has had a chance to make the speech which he thought would earn him the rights to his father. No one earns rights. So religion to me was people earning rights. If I go to church, if I don't use the F word, if I'm nice, if I'm all these things, if I'm super Christian, I will therefore inherit and embrace. This story basically completely refutes that. He says, I'm dying, I'm starving here. What can I do about this? Some things. I know, I know, I know I won't die. So he decides, he forms a speech, and the father, before he, the speech is made, sees his decision and runs to and embraces him. This is, this is Christianity in its purest form. It's a person, Jesus, who describes the nature of God in a beautiful way. And when, he, when we hear the word repent, what he means is change your thinking to this. Change your thinking to being loved from being unloved. Change your thinking to being lovable rather than unlovable. Change your thinking to being on the outside, if you're a sinner, to being right on the inside. Change your thinking to think I'm not quite churchy or religious, I don't really like religion, to being on the inside. Change your thinking to, if you use the F word every third word, you're on the inside. Jesus sat with people who swore the whole time. He sat with people who didn't like religion. He sat with people who didn't have a religious etiquette bone in their body and loved them. And if you can get this for like, and I have to regularly remember this because when I think about religion and I hear things in the news about various arguments, various this, various that, the church has done this, I just get really low. And then I think, hang on a second, what is this? What is this about? And then I remember what it's about. 
It's really, it's about this. I'm Barney. This is it. I have separation anxiety. I'm embraced. He gets nervous if I walk away. God never leaves you. It may feel that way, and sometimes I really feel it. That's why I didn't want to come today. But if you feel, again, on the outside, I would say you're so not. And if you feel that your wrongdoings have earned your exclusion, they so haven't. This person actually died for you personally, not just in general, to bring you home. End of story. Not because you might make a nice Christian, just because he, he loves you, period. And those three things, um, in, a, in a survey in America, they asked uh, what three things people most wanted to hear. And the answer was, I love you, I forgive you, dinner's ready. Those three things are innately in us, that we want them, which is quite a relief because that's what Jesus speaks into directly. He doesn't, he doesn't answer the wrong questions. My, my deepest desire to be loved, to be known, to be forgiven, and to be included as I am. You are loved, you are forgiven, you are known, you are included as you are. And get involved with this. This church is lovely. I don't really um, come here, but I like coming here. But if you're on the outside... Don't for a second think that you can't be on the middle, in the middle, because you're not quite religious. Get involved. Be yourself. Be honest. Speak the truth of your story. And let God love you through people and maybe even experience him directly, which happens on occasion. That's all I'll say, really. I don't think I had other things. I've got mountains of notes, but I, I don't want to bore you because it's a nice day. Um, Thanks. That's it. Oh, oh, no, wait, 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 wait. Sorry. I had one other illustration for you, which I will tell you because it gives me a thrill. And it's in here, I think. Uh, yeah, here it is. So I was in, I don't know if you've ever been to Romania, um, but the, I, I, I taught art in Romania for a while. And uh, <laughs> the, the food was tricky. Until it was on a camp, until the English people were promised um, tuna, because English people like tuna, apparently. And we were given these tins, and this is 10 years ago, and I've kept the tin all longer. And the, the tuna um, was really delicious. Once the tin was open, it was delicious. But the tuna, uh, the, the packaging really let the tuna down. And you probably can't see it from here, but the tuna is called crap. <laughs> C R A P. And I remember being given the tin and thinking it was hilarious. And I said to my friends when we, everyone was opening, I said, don't you think this is a bit like Christianity? And they said, no. And I said, no, no, <laughs> no, I, I think it is. And they said, well, on what basis do you think it's like Christianity? I said, well, to be honest with you, to all intents and purposes, most of it looks crap. And most people I know, most friends I know, most people that I care for don't open the tin because the packaging lets it down. But if you have the balls, sorry, if you have the courage, if you have, if you have the desire for something that tastes good, not just in a sort of, oh, that's nice, but in a deep way that you can eat, open the tin. And it, open it by c coming here. Open it by doing Alpha with Sammy. Open it by talking to someone or your friends here and saying, actually, you know, is this a good thing? Can I be part of this? And can I, can I talk to, am I loved? Anything you like, but it's, I, I would have said that the, the good metaphor for it is it does look crap, and for that I apologize. 
And again, I'd say to you, again, if you're on the outside, and if you've, if you've been judged by the church, by Christendom, by in that, that sort of particular way, either directly or that kind of look of, oh, oh, you do that, we'll pray for you. Oh, you, that kind, you know that kind of thing? You feel it. If you have, all I'll say to you now is, if you felt on the outside judged, that has nothing to do with this faith whatsoever. We are all on the same hymn sheet. All of us are in the same boat. All of us are saved by grace. All of us are loved the same. And all of us screw up, faith or no. And so I would say, if you, if you don't avoid it, because you've either been judged or it looks crap, there are lots of reasons to, to ignore him. But I would ignore all those reasons. Really. Because I have a million reasons to do so. Anyway, that was an extension for which I'm sorry, but I, I didn't want to not do the tin. Um, and Pete's hanging here like some crow on a wire waiting to... <laughs> uh, actually, can I just say why I'm here? I do love Pete and Sammy. Like, you know, again, evidence of the God is when I turn up um, hungry, tired, smelly, because I don't bathe often enough, from a studio working up the road, and, and Pete says, come in. And I end up staying, not for tea, but like for two days. And they're the most tolerant, and they exude um, something true and something good and something loving, which I think is, is who God is. And Bill, too. And any number of people I can see here. <laughs> Sorry if I've missed you out. Thanks. Thanks, Charlie. We, there's nothing we like more than when you turn up. Um, and well done, Barney, uh, as, as well. Um, Sometimes it's a, it's a fine line between this and the Vicar of Dibley, isn't it, really? It's a fine line we all walk. Um, so that was great. Give us your appreciation. Charlie, we love you so much. Thank you.